Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today I am going to do something different, and I am going to share some information with you today on how to put together a roadmap for your customer activity. So how to bring in more customers into your business. So I'm Virginia Purnell, for those of you who are new to the podcast. And just a little bit of background about me in terms of some marketing training that I have. I am a ClickFunnels certified partner. I'm also certified with Funnelytics. And I am a Funnel Gorgeous Society certified marketer. So we're going to cover three things today that kind of go along with your customer activity. Um, like the, when is the time to do it? There's really only just three ways to find your customers. And then there's a four step framework to be able to dominate your market. And so here's a quote by Roger Crawford and it's being challenged in life is inevitable and being defeated is optional and what i love about that is that challenge breeds opportunity and i know that you've probably heard of so many people around you or kind of like those famous people that we hear of and every time they have a challenge it actually makes them stronger and brings out opportunities that they didn't realize that they had me for example i don't think any of you guys ever know this but i was in nursing school and i was in the RN program and it was coupled with the bachelor's program. So I got both at the same time. And when I went through it, my first year I was having a really, really hard time. I was struggling under the course load. Um, I was like 0.1% away of getting kicked out of the program, but I was trying and I was trying so hard and I would talk to my teachers and I would try to figure out what I could do differently. And one of my teachers said that she's like, I'm pretty sure that there's like an underlying problem. Why don't you go talk to the counselors? And so anyway, I went and I got some testing done and they diagnosed me with ADD, which was a saving grace because now that I had that and proof of it or whatever, that they couldn't kick me out. And so I stayed in the program and I really just adjusted one thing, I believe, and that was just really like my spiritual aspect and like my scripture study. I made sure that was more of a focus rather than um, making sure that I was like doing all of my studying and homework and things like that. I just made sure that that part was first in the day. And really, that's kind of the only thing that I changed. Like I still had a boyfriend that I was seeing every day and I still had two plus jobs that I was working but going into my third year so it was a four-year program so going into my third year I had went we had this practicum that started super early in the morning and I had went and I almost passed out and there wasn't any reason for it you know like there was no sights, sounds smells anything like that that would equate for me needing to pass out. And so I'm like, well, maybe I need to eat something, you know, like it's early in the morning, although I did have breakfast, but like I've kind of had this past history of that happening of being like low blood sugar. And so I ate and then I came back onto the floor and it happened again. 
And then I was deemed unfit to work for the day. And so I had to spend the day in the unit library, which, woo, that was so fun. Um, and the whole time my headache, I got this headache and it was getting stronger and stronger and more intense. And so after being on the unit for like our full practicum shift, I think it was eight hours or something like that. I then went to work at the gym and I worked there until like nine o'clock at night. And so I was pulling like a 15 hour day or more. And like this headache kept getting more intense and more intense. And so I get home and I sit down and the thought came to me, what if I actually quit? And in the past, I've had that thought and I had always pushed it away, pushed it away because it was hard, right? Like things were tough and I didn't want to give up when things were tough because I didn't want that to become a habit that I got into. Um, always giving up when things got challenging or as soon as it got a little rough, you know, like just no, give up. And so, but that day I actually thought like, well, what if I do quit nursing? And as crazy as it sounds, immediately my headache went away. I had energy. Remember, I had been just been like working like 15 hour days, basically. I had this energy. And so it's like, all right, well, I'm going to quit. You know, so I went to sleep that night and I woke up and I felt great. And I was like, right, I've got to go to practicum. Boom, that headache came back instantly, full force. Because what my plan was, is I was going to get up, I was going to go to practicum that day. And then after practicum, I was going to go and talk to my school advisor. But with that headache, I knew that there was no way that I'd be able to finish being on the that unit that day. And so I decided that I wasn't going to go in to the practicum that day and so instead I went and talked to the advisor but I was glad that I went through that experience because I know that I can get through stuff that's hard and that's trying and that's challenging and that I'm not going to run or give up or throw in the towel as soon as something gets a little bit challenging and I know that you've had your own instances and your own experiences and things that have been hard for you to get through. And it's awesome that you're finding other things to help motivate you, to inspire you, to find other people's experiences or other things that you can learn from. And I love helping people like you. So thank you so much for being here today. But anyway, so who can gaining more customer activity work for? Basically, it's for any business who wants to gain more customers and who wants to make an impact in the world. And so the first like secret or pillar is like, being able to attract your customers and that now is the time to do it. So you might be thinking that there's like, who's gonna buy? Like sure, our market's coming back up from what it used to be, but there are some people who are still kind of watching their pennies and what they're doing. But if we look at Google Trends, we can see that there are a lot of businesses that are still on that regular trend. Like sure, they're gonna have some ups and downs, but overall their trend is still going strong, right? Like it's not like, let's say Blockbuster where they have definitely hit rock bottom, right? Like nobody's renting physical DVD copies anymore, right? It's all turned online and all digital. So the truth is, is that our online presence is more important now than ever. And that's why your business 
has the ability to be on the main stage and why it needs to be there right now. And how do we get all of this, sorry, how do we use all of this attention that we're getting? And we need to remember that we need to lead with hope and not fear because how we act will transfer over to our customers and how they act. And so we need to focus on value and that will go a long way, right? In building that trust that we need to attract and convert our customers on. But we also need to be able to pivot and to be flexible and try things that maybe we weren't so keen on trying before that we didn't even look at or consider before. And really, like if we want our business to stay strong and to stay going, whether it's the next few months or the next few years, we're really going to have to work on attracting customers. And it's always been like that, right? Like if our customer supply dries up, then we we're going to dry up, right? And so I just wanted to cover a couple of fundamentals um, that we can focus on to help build your business. And they might be some things that you know, and they might be some things that you've neglected, and they might be some things that you're doing, which is awesome too. And so that kind of leads us into there being really only just three ways to find customers on the internet. And sometimes it's really easy to be overwhelmed, but three ways, you know, like that, that number doesn't really sound that overwhelming, but at the same time, it can be, and it can be hard to move forward, right? We're being inundated with so many things and so many ideas and so many concepts, and some people are telling us that they should, that we need a website, or that we need to do ads, or we need to post on social media so many times a day or a week, or we need to do SEO or PPE, sorry, PPC, <laughs> PPC. And, you know, and then that's not even talking about the other people that are like, really, well, you need to do vehicle wraps, or you need to be in the newspaper, or you need to make sure that you're doing all of this direct mail, or that you have a, a billboard, right? And so there's so many things that are being thrown at us and that we're being told that we're that we need to do but the thing is is that lots of times businesses get sold on these things without actually considering it if it's the right tool for the job or understanding who it is that they're trying to attract so not all marketing strategies are the same goal and when we take the time to figure out exactly what it is we're doing and how that affects the grand scheme of things, that's gonna make a huge difference. Um, I just wanna review like buying cycle for a minute. So if you wanna visualize this as a circle, there's four stages to it. And so there's four, let's go in that arrow. So we're gonna have four arrows that make up this circle, okay? And so the first one arrow that's going to be stage one, and that's where we're going to talk about awareness, right? So that's where our customers become aware that they had a need. Maybe they woke up that morning and there was a huge flood from a broken pipe. Maybe they saw a friend's new house and they decided it was time for them to start shopping for a home. So there, there's lots of ways that this awareness is created. But the point is that now they want something, okay? And then we're going to move into stage two. So in this stage, this is the consideration stage. Right, so they want to find, sorry, they know they want something. They need to figure out who it is that's going to help them get it, right? So staying with the example 
that I just mentioned. So if the house flooded, maybe they are in search for a plumber, right? Like they search online that plumber. And if they're looking for a house, maybe they start looking for a realtor. There's lots of different um, things that go into this stage as well, but we'll cover that shortly. But this is where they're going to decide who is going to help them. Okay, from stage three, you move to stage four, which is the purchase. Sorry, from stage two, we move to stage three, which is the purchase. From stage three, we move into stage four, which is the advocacy stage. So this is after the purchase has been made, hopefully they become an advocate for your business. They refer people to you. This is, and then advocacy, they move into awareness with that new thing. So this is how that buying cycle works. Um, it is pretty basic, but you know, once we understand how our sales move into that, we can implement a lot more things, but we need to make sure that we're focusing on each of these stages. And so again, the stages that we'll be covering and the strategies, like which strategies are we going to choose to influence? It's awareness, consideration, purchase, and advocacy. Some of the problem, sorry, some problems that businesses have is that their marketing is unbalanced. So for example, if a business is 100% off of word of mouth referrals, like that might work right now, but it doesn't allow them to gain any prospects from people who are searching online or using any advertising methods to get in front of people to create that awareness. Another company might be heavily sitting in the consideration stage, right? Like they've have a bunch of marketing that they're doing with pay-per-click and SEO, but they're failing to do anything to create awareness or to get more referrals. So if you have a company that is implementing the awareness, the consideration, and the advocacy stages, they're doing a really great job of implementing strategies that service all of the stages, as well as results will be less impacted by external factors, right? So it's kind of like not keeping all of your eggs in the same basket. So there's three ways to find our customers. So one is through active searches, the other is passive prospects, and then the third one is through referrals. The quickest path to target people who are already in stage two, so that consideration stage. These are people who know they have a problem. They want to solve it, and they are actively searching for someone to solve that problem. So these are what's known as like your hot buyers, right? They have the money in hand, they're ready to buy ASAP. And so just to give you an example, let's use solar panels. So there's this guy, he's always been into the environment. He knew the moment that he bought his home that he was going to take advantage of the rebate program to save some money and help with the environment. So, so he bought the home, he immediately searched for someone who could help him. He was a hot buyer, didn't need to be convinced why he needed the solar panels. He just needed to know who, so he searched online and he found a company to help him. So you might be wondering why you target anybody except those active searchers, and here's why. So just for a sec, I want you to visualize like an iceberg. And we're going to have the, the part that's above the water. That's going to be your active searchers, okay? These are, it's limited, right? Like you don't see the whole picture. You don't get to see everybody that's, that's out there. So our, act, 
it limits the number of active searchers that are out there at any time, and you usually can't influence them too much, right? So let's keep using that solar panel as an example. So there are so many people out there, there's only so many people out there who woke up this morning and said, I'm finally doing it. I'm going to find somebody to install the solar panels for my home. But there are tons more people, those passive prospects, those people who are hiding in the water and that iceberg, right, who would love solar panels, but just might have some false beliefs about why they can't get them. Maybe they didn't know that there was financing. Maybe they didn't know there was a government rebate program. Maybe they didn't know that they could actually um, make money off of putting some of that excess energy back into the grid. So all of these false beliefs can be overcome and need to be overcome in order for them to create the awareness that they need in order for them to buy. And while the quickest path is to target the people who are already in stage too, like those who are considering, these people need to know that they have a problem, but they also need to solve it. And so those actively searching for someone to solve. So that's where stage one comes in, right? Like that creating awareness. So these people typically just need a little education or motivation to get them warmed up to, to buy. And so here's an example again, like we have a homeowner who's had his house for a while and he's always been curious about installing the solar panels. Well, one day he sees an ad that explains, like with his tax rebate and low financing payments, he can basically get them installed for less than what he was currently paying on his electricity bill, right? He didn't wake up this morning thinking he was going to want to buy solar panels, but the ad he saw made him excited enough to seek out further information. So that's how awareness marketing works. And the final stage that we can influence is the advocacy stage, so stage four. So these are the people who have experienced your product and service and go out of their way to tell others about it. So in, in this case, we have the guy that installed solar panels. He's out there telling all of his neighbors about how he's loving not having to pay his electricity bill anymore. And he's actually telling them that he's getting money back into his pocket. Sometimes these interactions happen naturally but there are certainly ways that we can increase and leverage word of mouth referrals. So now that we're understanding how purchases work, I'm sure you're getting a lot of clarity about where you wanna focus your marketing efforts, right? And deciding what to do now becomes so much easier. Our marketing efforts will only ever influence active, passive, or referral people. And so that moves us in to another aspect where we have a four-step framework for dominating our market. And so frameworks are important because they give us a structure that we need to make the strategies succeed. So sometimes all we need are the puzzle pieces. And if we have that bigger picture, we just need the puzzle pieces. But sometimes if we have the puzzle pieces but not the bigger picture, that can be really challenging too, right? Like I've gotten into doing these puzzles on my computer but for the longest time, I didn't know how to pull up the picture, pull the picture back up that I was working on. So I would have to like, I would choose a picture to work on, but I'd have to remember what that picture looked like as I was going through my puzzle, because I didn't know that there was where the button was to pull that picture back up so I could look at it. And so, and I hear it all the time too, right? It's like, well, this person over here is crushing it and we do a way better job than they do, 
you know, we've tried everything that they're doing, but it doesn't work for us. And so we just need to remember that it's not necessarily the strategies that don't work. And so not to give up. Um, like when I used to work at the gym, it was interesting how some people achieved their results faster than others, right? Like they would come to the gym at the same number of days and train for the same amount of time. Some of them even worked in the same groups together, but they would have different results. You know, and it's like, well, why is that? And so talking with some of them, you'd discover that there was actually quite a lot of different things that they were doing outside of the gym, right? Like the, the one person, they were let's say intermittent fasting and watching what they were eating and getting the right amount of sleep at night and going for walks in the morning where the other person, they weren't really doing any of these extra things, you know, like their diet was okay, but lots of cheat days. They were up really late, not getting their sleep. And they were really only doing things to benefit their health inside the gym. And so those who had that holistic approach to being fit and healthy, that's what was getting them re the results, not just a single tactic. And oftentimes I hear prospects and clients, like they're telling me that they've already tried a strategy that I'm suggesting and that it didn't work. And just like with the gym, they probably weren't implementing a full strategy, right? Like, like their competitors were. Maybe they were doing SEO, but their reviews and website weren't up to par, which would be similar to working out and not doing anything different with their diet or with the rest of their day. And so I want to walk you through what we call like the uh, low, uh, domination roadmap. And so everybody that comes wants one thing, right? More customer activity. But in order to get that, you need to follow some steps that we're about to talk about. But these are the puzzle pieces that you need to win. So nine out of 10 times when customers come to me saying that they tried digital marketing and they didn't realize, or sorry, they're not getting the results. And it's because they didn't follow the steps in the right order or skip some altogether. And so my goal is to show you how implementing these in the correct order can give the customer activity that you want. So we're gonna look at like a pyramid. And so we're going to have the bottom foundation. It's going to be our marketing foundation. Okay, so this is where we're going to like establish the credibility, right? Communicate what our business does, create trust that requires to capture the customers. On top of that's going to be the active searches. And that's where we're going to create local visibility. Customers can find when find you when you're looking for what you offer, even if they don't know you. And then above that, so like our third block on top of that pyramid, it's going to be your passive searches. So it's going to amplify your awareness, tap into and activate customers who need your products but aren't actively searching. And the fourth is on demand, which is predictable. So the top part of the pyramid is the fourth part and it's kind of what we call it like the on-demand. So this is where you have those predictable and on-demand leads and customers. And so let's start with that marketing foundation. So this is where we establish credibility as a business. So nothing great is built without a solid foundation. So it's important that we nail this before moving on to some of the other strategies.
so it's like, why is the Marketing Foundation so important? Um, because without it, all of the other areas and strategies will suffer or fail. And so there's this concept called the trust tipping point. In order for any sale to occur, we need to overcome the buyer's skepticism and build their trust. So this is something that we've all experienced. Um, and you know, like it happens even anytime we happen to buy anything. So it's the exact moment in time when your consideration for a purchase turns into desire and absolute certainty. So skepticism has been completely overcome and they are now excited to buy. And if you've ever considered a purchase on Amazon and then read one of the reviews that resonates so much with you that you decide to purchase it, you know, like run up to the top of the page and like click buy, that's a marketing foundation that is helping to overcome the skepticism and to make the sale. So what strategies have the impact on your marketing foundation? There's four really. There's the professional website that communicates what you do. The second is an online reputation that shows that you are good, a good company. The third is a complete Google listing that provides information and shows you're in business. And the fourth is that there's activity that's happening on your Facebook page and other social profiles, social platforms. And so, for example, like your website is your storefront, right? And like our online presence is more important now than ever, right? This is where we establish our credibility as a business. The first thing that we're going to do is with that website, what we're going to look at, right? Like that's your digital storefront. And the prospects are going to form an opinion about you and your business when they see your site. And I'm sure that you've done this before too, right? Like you've gone searching for something, you click on the link, and within a second of that site loading, you have decided whether or not you're going to move forward with that company. So it's important to make sure that your site is passing that one second test. When you build the site, you need to make sure that you aren't just building something that's pretty, but that it's going to convert traffic that's being sent your way. And the second credibility example is your online reviews. How many people do you know end up saying, great, can you send me three referrals? I'll call them and I'll get back to you if I decide to move forward. Right? So how many times have you checked out reviews from a company before you contacted them about doing work for you? And so even if they don't have any positive reviews online, they're missing that opportunity, right? They're being cut before they even had a chance to talk to the customer or to you, right? Like that's the same thing for your business. And here's some stats for you. 93% um, of consumers read online reviews about a business before making their decision. 85% of them trust the online reviews that they read as much as a sorry as much as a personal recommendation. It's crazy, right? Like they re re they read a review from a complete stranger, but consider it as good as if they were coming from their best friend. 77% of customers think that online reviews older than three months will not help them. So asking friends or families to write a re few reviews won't cut it. Um, the customers are getting smarter and smarter, and when they see that reviews are that old, like they're not going to fall for it. They want to see real reviews from real customers in real time, right? So we have to make sure that those are current. Um, we've had, like, I'm sure that you could kind of 
relate to this, right? Like someone asks for a referral and so you you give them this great person and they get on and they come back to you and they're like, what are you doing? This person has like horrible review rating. Like why did you send me to this person, right? And so they already formed that opinion and decided to go somewhere else, right? And so those word of mouth referrals are are basically like, those reviews and so those are gold right we just need to make sure that you aren't missing out on any of those so once we have that strong foundation we need to it lets us know that we're in a good spot right then we can start to focus on getting our business in front of of customers and so from there the first logical step would be the active searchers so now we've moved up from the marketing foundation from that bottom of our pyramid structure up to the next level. These are the people with the money in hand who are looking for help today. So these are those hot buyers who are searching for someone to help, right? So if anyone is searching, where are they going? Probably Google, right? And so they have two ways of getting in front of people, right? Businesses have two ways of getting in front of people on Google. They can either pay to have their ad up top, and so those are your pay-per-clicks, and they work because they're there every time somebody clicks on one of those ads, right? Like you just pay for it whenever someone clicks on an ad. You don't have to pay for it otherwise. And then the second one is to optimize your web presence so that you appear in the lap, sorry, in the map listing. One reason why the pay-per-clicks work so well is because they're fast. You can be up there showing super fast and really when it comes down to it's just getting in front of the right people right and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't optimize our listings or our websites or things like that but most of the action is there on those pay-per-clicks it's higher up on the page they're right in front of people it's a great act great way to target your active searchers um, really is to do both and so then with our active searchers, like again, like we've got the pay-per-click and we've got SEO, right? And so with those, once we're in front of those hot buyers, then it's time to move over and to start looking at those passive prospects. So those are going to be, that's going to be that third area in their pyramid. And this is where we're going to amplify our awareness. And so... The truth about sales is people buy things because they feel like it, right? If you want to start to sell to these prospects, you need to make them feel like buying whatever it is that you're selling. Like social media is a great way to create awareness. And I see a lot of people trying to do this on their own, but there is a couple things that they're doing wrong. They're using these social platforms to try and make people feel like buying their stuff. Right, they're posting things like um, special deals that they have about when they're open, um, some of their services that they offer, maybe a virtual event that they're creating. And all of these things are great because it talks about and creates awareness around what they are and what they're doing. It's just that with that approach, they're not really getting in front of that many people. Right? Facebook only shows our content to 6 to 10% of people who like 
our page, right? Like, yeah, we're creating awareness, but we're not getting everybody that's out there. And the real opportunity with using these ads is to get in front of other people who could be buying from us. And that's where Facebook shines, and that's where some of the billboard and boomerang ads are a great strategy. And so, like, Facebook knows everything about everyone. And it's great to be able to use that to our advantage. And so instead of wasting a lot of money showing our ads to everyone in our area, we can just target market it, right? Things that fit our demographic, our ideal client. And again, with the Boomerang ads, we can bring customers back to our site. So this is when like you've been shopping online for something and then all of a sudden that thing starts to follow you around, right? Like you see it everywhere on any page that you pull up, everything like that. And that's because those boomerang ads work. Like they bring prospects back. They need to see our stuff several times before, was it like seven times before they actually make a purchase. So we need to make sure that we're in front of them right and that we're there and we're reminding them and that we stick with them until they make a purchase and so like this pyramid not only allows us to build a strategy that focuses on all three of the stages of the buying cycle but it also gives us a roadmap for the most logical order to do it in so based off of all of this it should be a lot easier for you to feel confident in the choices that you're making to attract those customers today and so that's kind of where it's at right like we need to know that right now is the time, the best time for you to attract your customers. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's not after the holiday is over. It's not after the summer is over. It's not next quarter. It's now. And there's three great ways, really. There's only three ways to be able to find your customers on the internet. And then to have that four-step framework in place to be able to dominate your market and to be able to get in front of your ideal clients. If you guys would like, I would love to be able to help you put into, put your business and your company, like put a playbook together that's customized for you guys and for your situation. In that playbook, you're going to get your customer activity, local domination, I wrote that roadmap, um, review existing marketing for the foundation, active and passive opportunities, be able to get like that custom geogrid local ranking report, be able to look at your search volume and competitor report, look at the reputation and review report across multiple channels. And that can be more powerful than word of mouth, being able to, to know what, where you are in the organic and paid strategy assessment and where your biggest opportunity is for your stage of growth. And to be able to get an assessment on your website health and age and I don't know where your strengths are with that and where any vulnerabilities are. So if you guys are interested in getting a free playbook for your company that's customized for you guys and for your customer activity and for their journey, then I'd love to be able to help you with that. Again, I can get put together a free playbook for you guys. If you're interested, just go over to distinctdigitalmarketing.com forward slash playbook. Again, that's distinctdigitalmarketing.com forward slash playbook. And I 
thank you guys for the opportunity to share with you today some of the marketing knowledge that I have. And I hope even if you guys don't don't work with me or get your free playbook, that you guys still have an opportunity to to utilize the information that was shared today and kind of give your 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 business a look over and just kind of see like, well, do I have my foundation in place so that I can build other stuff on top of it? I've had a with a client the other day and he wanted more sales, which is great. Like I can definitely help you with that. And he wanted to jump right into the passive searchers. And it's like, well, you don't have a lot of your marketing foundation in place first. Like how can we how can we utilize the marketing and just focus on like your pay-per-click if you don't even have a website to send them to, right? Because sending them to that website is key too, because that's how you're able to market to them, right? How you're able to to know who they are and where they are to follow them around and stuff. But yeah, so we just need to make sure that our marketing foundations are in place so that we can utilize the efforts the best, right? So that you're not just sitting there spinning your wheel and that you're able to have everything in place and to be able to have it used to your best advantage. And I mean, I can I can give you the free, the playbook. I have no issue with that. And it's not like I'm wanting you that you have to work with me just because you got the playbook done. I mean, you can take the information from your playbook and have your own person do it or have you do it or you do it, right? Or you can do nothing with it. That's fine. Or if you want, we can help you with it. I can help you with it. But even just knowing where you're at is huge and knowing how you can move forward. Uh, yeah. I would love, I thank you guys so much for the opportunity to share with you today. And I appreciate all of you guys for listening to the episodes and for your support. And feel free to reach out if you have any questions. And again, if you want, the playbook can be found at distinctdigitalmarketing.com forward slash playbook. Thanks, guys. And I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.